I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work at home edition. Okay, so today's topic is alternative wind conditions, what we also refer to as alt wind conditions. So when uh, Richard Garfield made the game of Magic, uh, he built in a wind condition. The wind condition is each player has zero of uh, zero. Each player has twenty life, and when it gets to zero life, uh, you lose. Um, and so that is how your opponent beats you. They're getting you to zero life. But um, there are other ways in Magic um, to win. Uh, and one of the fun things about alt-win conditions is they really let you sort of think differently, build different kind of decks, and just play in a way that's not the way you normally play. Okay, so the first alt-win condition actually was built into the very fabric of the game. So when Richard was making Magic, he there's a problem. What if we get to a game state where neither player can defeat the other player? Let's say the board, you know, gets all gummed up. I don't have any evasive creatures. Okay, well, what's going to make the game end? Like, the game needs to end at some point. So Richard came up with the idea of, okay, well, you have cards in your deck. What if, if you just can't draw a card, you lose the game? And like I said, that was originally made much more as a means just to ensure that the game ends. But... Early magic, somebody says, okay, I'm going to play a control strategy. I'm going to keep my opponent from doing anything. How do I win? Oh, wait a minute. I don't need, as long as I make sure that I have more cards than my opponent, which can happen from just starting with more cards, or maybe I have one or two effects that shuffle cards in, and that I'll beat my opponent because I'll get them to a state where they can't draw a card. Um, and then there started to be card drawing cards that you could use on your opponent, like if they were low enough, and I, I act, I, I target my opponent with them. Sometimes I could kill them with the draw spell because they couldn't draw enough cards. Um, once that became a thing um, in Antiquities, which was the second ever expansion, um, the East Coast Playtesters that designed that set made a card called Millstone. And so Millstone was the first card that actively put cards from a player's library into their graveyard. So that, by the way, Millstone is where the term mill comes from, which is, may not make sense in a vacuum. But, um, and so anyway, the idea was that this was, you know, I could be more aggressive. I could defeat you because instead of trying to take your life down to zero, I could get, I could go after your library rather than your life total. Um, and it become it became a very fun sort of alternate strategy. Uh, it was popular with mill decks, and uh, not mill decks. It is milling. It's popular with control decks uh, because a lot of times, if you stall the game, it just could be a means to win without having to actually have creatures yourself. That a single millstone could win the game for you. Um, milling became popular enough that we started putting most sets nowadays have milling. Milling's primary blue, secondary black. Um, the other colors can mill themselves in certain uh, circumstances, although more green, green than red than white. White does it at least. Um, and we started to start incorporating one of the things we do all the time, not every set, but we'll often do an uncommon um, blue card that has repeatable milling. The idea being if you get this early, maybe you can build around it. So um, we've definitely had mill strategies be something that's a draftable thing. Um, but anyway, milling has gone on to be sort of something that shows up not in every set, but in a lot of sets. And it is definitely something that, um, occasionally matters if you have long games where, you know, it gets to the point where somebody can't draw. Um, okay. Next up, the next all win condition happened in the third expansion legends. Uh, in it were two cards that could give the opponent poison counters. 
So uh, the idea of a poison counter is that if my opponent ever gets 10 poison counters, they lose the game. So the idea was, it just was stressing in a, in a different sort of way, the idea that I'm not trying to necessarily deal damage to you. I'm not necessarily trying to run you out of, run out of cards. I'm just trying to get you this counter. Now, we tend to tie poison to creatures, meaning the most common way that you will get poison to somebody is through attacking with creatures. Um, we do have a few ways to give small amounts of poison to the opponent that aren't creatures. And uh, we do have some mechanics like proliferate that once they have a poison counter, can give them more poison counters. Um, so there definitely are different ways to play a poison strategy. There's a very aggro way. Um, where you're attacking with a lot of small creatures. Um, or there's a very controlly way where I'm trying to control the situation. I'm, I give you a little bit of poison and then I, I fan the poison to, to defeat you. Um, milling first started, like I said, in Legends. It actually went away. Uh, I think the last one we made was in sometime during um, Mirage Block. In fact, Tempest was going to have a poison theme. And it didn't because we removed poison from the game at the time. Uh, and then I went on a lifelong quest uh, to get poison back into the game. So, by the way, both milling and poison, I've done separate podcasts solely on them. So if you want to learn more about milling and how we make milling cards or more about the, the fate of poison and how I finally got poison back in the game, uh, I podcast all about that. Poison, anyway, um, returned. Uh, there were two cards in Future Sight that teased the return. And then in Scars of Mirrodin, we brought it back in a big way. We tied it to the Frexians. Um, in Future Sight, we created a mechanic called Poisonous. Uh, and then when we actually, in Scars Mirrodin, ended up not using Poisonous and ended up using Infect. Uh, the difference is Poisonous, when you hit somebody, no matter how much damage you do with the creature, the, the Poisonous is how much poison they get. Infect was tied to the creature. So if I have Infect, let's say I'm a 2-2 with Infect. If I hit you, normally you get two poison counters. But if I Giant Growth and make it a 5-5, five, five, then you get five poison counters. Uh, Infect, uh, there are some strategies in larger formats with sort of aggro poison decks. Those tend to use Infect because Infect plus, you know, Giant Growth type effects uh, can win the game very quickly. Uh, and then in uh, Phyrexia All-B-1, Poison came back again because, um, once again, it's very much tied to the Phyrexians. I, I do think we'll do more Poison in the future. It won't always be tied to the Phyrexians. But um, what we learned is it's the kind of mechanic that we don't want to do too often. But if we sort of space it apart and every seven years or so do a Poison that people seem very excited by it. Um, okay, the one other thing before I get into sort of the card-by-card stuff is... Uh, this alt-win condition is tied to a format. It's a win condition that the format enables. So in Commander, uh, when they were building Commander, they were trying to figure out how exactly, what happens if one player just gains a lot of life? How does the game end? And so they came up with something called Commander Damage. So Commander Damage says, if your commander, and specifically your only your commander, deals exactly, or not exactly, deals 21 or more damage to your opponent, then you they lose. They lose what's called Commander Damage. Um it's a good example. One of the things you'll notice, by the way, that like both milling and commander damage fall in this is they sort of came about not because something needed in a vacuum, but like, oh, well, we need answers to things, and this is kind of the fallback answer. Okay, now, um, early in Magic, there weren't... So the very first uh, alt-win condition card uh, was actually in Unglued. It was The Cheese Stands Alone. Uh, four white, white enchantment. If you control no cards in play other than the cheese stands alone and have no cards in your hand, you win the game. 
Um, it's very interesting to note, by the way, that a lot of these early Altwin cards were were my doing because I liked Altwin condition. So uh, um, there's a lot of the a lot of this early stuff is, is me uh, pushing them because I thought they were cool. Um, uh, Chief Sands Loan will return later in Black Border uh, called Bearing Glory, and they're. I think they're, they're very, very close to being the same card. There's some slight things, but they're basically the same card. Um, then in Invasion, we made Coalition Victory. Uh, sorcery, three white, blue, black, red, green. Uh, you win the game if you control a land of each basic land type and a creature of each color. Okay, so let's talk about sort of individual card designs as I'm giving you some here. Um, so both the Chief Stands Alone and Coalition Victory are examples of board state Alt wins. And what that means is, I'm going to tell you something you have to do on the board. If you do that on the board, then you can win the game. Uh, now, uh, in Odyssey, um, I made a cycle, a five-card cycle that was an alt-win cycle. Um, so there's one of each color. So Epic Struggle is another example of this. Two green-green enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 20 or more creatures, you win the game. So... The idea of a board state uh, alt-win card is I'm just challenging you to do something. Um, and what makes a good alt-win card in general is that it has to be something that's not easy to do. You know, if it's, if it's something that you can just easily do, it just becomes this – it's not fun, right? You, you, the reason the alt-win cards are fun and why they tend to be Johnny Jenny cards is it challenges you, the player, to figure out how do you do that. How do you win with Chief Stands Alone? How do you win with Coalition Victory? And there's a lot of clever things like Coalition Victory. It doesn't say you have to have 10 different creatures. It just says you have to have a creature of all the different colors. Oh, so if I play a creature of multiple colors, that means I have to make less cards. Um, and a lot of the fun, especially of the some of the board ones, is can I come up with a weird board state where you really have to think about how you have to build it? Um, epic struggle is sort of like, I just want a lot of creatures. Well, I'm in green, green makes creatures. You know, how do I make that happen? Um, and the fun state there, I think of the, of the board state ones is just trying to be creative and thinking about what you can do that has to be, you know, something that the player has to think about. The other thing to be, keep in mind is you'll notice, um, with the epic struggle, it says at the beginning of your upkeep, all five of the cards said beginning of your upkeep. Um, something we learned from She Stands Alone and Coalition Victory. Um, in fact, it's funny. Uh, Baron Glory does this where She Stands Alone does not. She Stands Alone, if it's true, you win right away. Where Baron Glory says it, it waits. And so let me explain why we do this. Why, why a lot of cards that are all win said beginning of upkeep or why they're triggered. Because we want to give the opponent an opportunity to do something about it. Some cards happen early enough to do something with them. We'll talk about those in a second. But the board state ones, usually I get to the board state, and I don't want to play my enchantment or whatever card's going to win the game for me too early because I don't want you to get rid of it. So I sort of wait till the board state is true, and then I play it. But to make sure there's some back and forth, normally we give the opponent sort of a turn to deal with it so they have an opportunity to do something about it. Okay, the next category is the counter category. So I will use uh, my red card from the cycle, Chance Encounter. Two red, red enchantment. Whenever you win a coin flip, put a luck counter on Chance Encounter. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Chance Encounter has 10 or more luck counters, you win the game. Okay, so the idea of the counters is maybe I want to see if you can do something, but I want to track it over time. So, for example, Chance Encounter says, hey, I want you to build a coin flipping deck, and I want you to win some number of times. Well, how do I do that? Oh, well, I track it with counters. And so the idea of counters is that you, 
you want to sort of make some condition uh, and then you can use over time of tracking it. Uh, another good example of this um, is, let's see, um, Helix Pinnacle, Green Enchantment Shroud. X, put X tower counters on Helix Pinnacle. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are 100 more tower counters on Helix Pinnacle, you win the game. Um, and then there's a, a equivalent one called as Luck Would Have It from Unstable. Uh, green Enchantment Hexproof. Whenever you roll a die, put a number of luck counters on as Luck Would Have It equal to the result. Then if there are 100 or more luck counters on as Luck Would Have It, you win the game. So no, as Luck Would Have It and Helix Pinnacle are both saying, I'm challenging you to do something. Helix Pinnacle says, I need you to spend 100 mana. As Luck Would Have It says, I need you to roll 100 of die r- results. And so obviously, the, both of those beget a certain kind of deck. Helix Pinnacle wants you a deck that just produces lots and lots of mana, huge amounts of mana. Um, as luck would have it, it wants you to make a dice deck. Uh, and um, Chance Encounter wants you to flip coins. It wants you to have coin flipping cards. So I think a lot of what the counter ones are doing is they're trying to encourage a style of play and then giving you something that reinforces that. Now, some things like, um, like caring about having 20 creatures, like Epic Struggle... Um, you can do in a board state way. And part of the fun of a board state is now you have to do it, you have to maintain that board state. Well, I can play creatures, but you can destroy the creatures. So I have to get to a game state where I have 20 left. Whereas the counter ones, there's, you don't undo, I mean, barring cards that remove counters, um, you don't really undo that, you know, uh, every time I roll a die, I'm getting counters to put on it. And that's why you'll notice that uh, as luck would have it, has Hexproof, and Helix Pinnacle has Shroud, because it was earlier, um, because we, we didn't want you spending all this time and energy and being so close to winning and then just, you know, naturalizing it or disenchanting it. Okay, the next uh, thing is what I will call the zone state. So let's talk about Mortal Combat. Two black black enchantment and beginning of your upkeep, if 20 or more creature cards are in your graveyard, you win the game. So this is kind of like the board state, except it's looking at something outside of the battlefield. It can be looking in your hand. It can be looking at your library. It can be looking at your graveyard. Um, and the idea essentially is that it, um, some of them, I mean, all of them in, uh, affect how you build your deck. But also, um, some of the fun ones affect how you play. So, for example... Um, Mortal Kombat, you're trying to get cards in your graveyard. So not only do you make a deck such that you can do this, but also it encourages you to be aggressive with your creatures. If your creatures die, that gets you closer to winning. You want to cast a lot of spells. So it definitely, the, one of the fun things about building an alt-win card is you want to not just make a fun deck-building experience, but have fun, challenging things to happen while you're playing. Okay, another one uh, from our, my cycle of Onslaught cards, uh, which falls in this category as well, is Battle of Wits. Enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 200 or more cards in your library, you win the game. So Battle of Wits is interesting. Um, Mortal Kombat clearly influences how you play. Battle of Wits is more of just putting a, a stake in the ground and says, okay, you want to win with Battle of Wits, you need to have 200 cards in your library, which means you need about, usually Battle of Wits deck have like 250 cards, because you need to make sure when you get there that you, in fact, still have 200 cards. Um, Battle of Witches, interestingly, of the five from Onslaught, is the one that will uh, have the most tournament play. Um, and so, I mean, not it was a fringe tournament card, but it definitely saw play in tournaments, and it, it did well in some bigger tournaments. Um, but the interesting thing, like, the thing that Battle of Witches does and does really well is... Part of what you're trying to do when you design an alt-win card is you're challenging the player. You're sort of like, I dare you. I dare you to do this. 
So Battle of Wits is, I dare you to play a 250-card deck. I dare you. Um, and then people embrace that, and Battle of Wits was particularly fun, because when you show up, like, I don't have to tell you I'm playing a Battle of Wits deck. When I sit down with a 200-plus-card deck, you're like, oh, he's playing Battle of Wits. Um, and so that, it, it's just really fun. And, and I, I think the alt-win cards that do the best job are things that just encourage fun, fun behavior. Um, another thing that we can care about is um, we can care about the battlefield. We can care about zones. We can care about sort of states. So Test of Endurance, two white-white enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 50 or more life, you win the game. Um, so life is, is, ironically, life is how you determine whether you win or lose most games. If you get down to zero, you lose. But this card says, well, what, instead of going down, you go up. Well, what if you go high enough and you just you win for being high enough? And so that is a lot of fun. Um, okay, another thing that we can do is, um, uh, so we can't really talk about you win without also talking about you lose. Um, so we definitely, so let me, let me bring up the card door to nothingness. So door to nothingness costs five. Um, and it is a, uh, artifact door to nothingness enters the battlefield tapped. White, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green. So 10 mana total, two of each color. Tap. Sacrifice door to nothingness. Target player loses the game. So this is... Uh, so one of the things about uh, win the game is we also had to design lose the game. Um, so when you're talking about alt-win conditions, like if I make my opponent lose the game, especially in, in a, in a two-person game, then I win. Um, interestingly, Door to Nothingness, the original Door to Nothingness, um, actually said, uh, tar- uh, destroy target creature or player. We thought that was super funny. Um, and the idea was, well, most of the time you win the game, but every once in a while, you know, for style points and multiplayer play, maybe you kill a creature, it'd be fun. Um, but we were stopped by the rules manager. The rules manager said, uh, you, uh, cannot destroy a player. Um, that is not how, uh, the game works. You have to make them lose the game. Uh, so I would later go make Baron Von Count in Unstable, uh, which you, you do a countdown as you play cards, and then when he gets to one, it destroys target player. Um, unsets can do things like uh, destroy target player. The rules don't, don't exactly let you have. Um, anyway, uh, so Door to Nothingness is a good example of sometimes that's a, a more blatant. Uh, we don't do a lot of just straight up lose the game. Um, we, there are a whole bunch of lose of the games where we're trying to make you do something and lose the game is kind of the, the control to make sure you do the thing we're telling you. Like, you need to do thing X. If you don't, you'll lose the game. Um, so some of the way that people will win the game, alternate way to win the game, is to play a card that is a lose the game card and then you give it to your opponent. Uh, so, for example... Demonic Pact, two black, black enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Demonic Pact deals four damage to our creature and player, and you gain four life. Target opponent discards two cards, draw two cards, you lose the game. So, for example, one of the ways that Demonic Pact can be an alt-win card is I, I do the first three things, and then I give it to my opponent. Uh, you know, I donate it. There's a bunch of ways to give it to your opponent. I give it to your opponent, and then they suffer the, the, the lose the game thing. So, lose the game um, can... Definitely interconnect with that. Um, so another fun way, uh, just to talk about like little tweaks here and there. Um, uh, for example, let's talk Phage. So Phage was a character from um, 
what was Phage from? She was from the Onslaught story. Uh, and so what Phage did is um, when Phage hit somebody, and let, here, let me read the, I'll read the actual card. Uh, where's Phage? Okay, so Phage is, where's Phage? Um, okay, I'm just going to have to look for Phage directly. Okay, one thing, when not in my car, I can just look up cards. Phage the Untouchable. Three black, black, black. So seven mana total, four which is black. She's a legendary creature, Avatar Minion, 4-4. Four, four. When Phage the Untouchable enters the battlefield, if you um, this is the original card. If you didn't cast it from your hand, you'll lose the game. Whenever Phage deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature. It can't be regenerated. Whenever Phage deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. So the idea was she was a person that had a, a death touch. And so the flavor we thought was really cool, um, and this was my card, was, well, if she touches you, she kills. Any creature she touches, she kills. Any player she touches, she kills. Um, but once again, uh, what makes a good alt-win card is, well, you know, you have to get through. And yeah, any creature that blocks her, she'll destroy, but you still have to get through and get to the player. There also have been some fun... Um, alt-win decks where one of the rules of Phage is because we didn't want you reanimating her, we put in this thing that you lose the game if somehow she enters the battlefield and you didn't cast her. Um, there's some f- f- weird decks you can make where you uh, give Phage to other people in a way that'll make them lose the game. Okay. Um, so let's see. other. So let me look at some other fun alt-win cards. Um Oh, now I know about ABCs, one blue, blue, enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control permanents with names that include all 26 letters of the English alphabet, you win the game. Um, yeah, one of the things that's fun, the unsets tend to do alt-win. Like, I think every unset has had one alt-win in it. Um, and the reason, it's funny, the reason I did that originally, the, the reason that the Chief Sense Load is unglued was we were a bit hesitant in the early, early days to make alt-win cards. Uh, but I think I made enough of them and sort of the, the players sort of embraced them that I got the rest of R&D on board. Um, the fun thing that I like a lot, and like now I know my ABCs to me is, is the perfect example of a fun, a fun alt-win card, which is, here's a challenge. You have to get the following on the battlefield. All 26 letters of the alphabet. Okay. Well, what letters are easy to get? What letters are hard to get? You know, what cards out there have a lot of neat interactions? You know, and one of the fun things about this is there are a couple two and three card combinations where you can win the game if you get those two or three cards out. Um, but the dynamic is like, I have to go build my deck and I have to think of ways in which I can crisscross and do things. And I think that's the fun of alt win cards. That like sort of the the thing that I always enjoyed about them is I. I enjoy the challenge that they make. I enjoy how they really push boundaries and make you have to rethink things. Um, and so that is, I don't know, I, I get a big kick out of them. Um, and a lot of times what we do when we make new ones, it, like here, here's a, a pretty popular one, Laboratory Maniac. Two and a blue, two, two, creature, human wizard. If you draw a card where your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. So this is saying, you know that whole milling thing we were talking about? Let's turn that on its head. What if, if you manage to mill yourself completely, you will win the game instead of lose the game? It takes something that means something, and you flip it on its head. Um, Or like near-death experience, two white, 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 enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly one life, you win the game. 
Um, so the fun thing there is like, okay, I have to be at a point, but exactly at a certain point. And being at one is very close to losing. So it is, it is a tricky thing to do. Or like Biovisionary, one green, blue, two, three, creature, human wizard. At the beginning of the end step, if you control four or more creatures named Biovisionary, you win the game. And obviously in, in, uh, you know, uh, not commander, but in a normal sort of, uh, you know, modern or something. You can play four copies of this, but the way to really win with it isn't just to get four copy, the four printed copies. It's can I can I copy it? You know, can I can I can I do things that which I'm getting more out because I'm using extra means to get them out. Anyway, um, there there's a lot of fun. The, the 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 thing that that's neat about them is so the other thing, a little, little history of him. In the early days, so the first one ever was Chief Sense Alone. That's an unglued. Uh, so unglued is like 98. Coalition victory is two years later in 2000 in Invasion. And then we did the first cycle in the, in the Battle of Witch, Shats Encounter, Mortal Kombat, Test Endurance, Epic Struggle. That was an Odyssey. So Odyssey is the set after Invasion. Um, and then the next card that's even – and yeah, it's not even an alt-win, actually. It's like Platinum Angel. Platinum Angel, seven mana, artifact creature, angel, flying. You can't lose the game, and your opponent can't win the game. So that's not exactly an alt-win. It's playing in can't-lose sort of space. Um, but I think the next time you win the game is Dark Steel, yeah, Dark Steel Reactor, uh, which showed up in uh, Dark Steel. Uh, four artifact, uh, Dark Steel Reactor is indestructible. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a charge card in Dark Steel Reactor. When Dark Steel Reactor has 20 or more charge counters on it, you win the game. So the idea here is A, in 20 turns, I'll win the game. But more likely, if I can manipulate things to get it up, I will win there. Um, then uh, Baron Glory, we finally took um, the cheese dance alone and we converted it over to a card. It, we changed it to be a trigger at the beginning of upkeep. But other than that, it's basically cheese stands alone. But what's happened since then is we, I think, and normally what happens with magic is early on there's some hesitancy about something. Uh, somebody, in this case me, will push a little bit, get more out there. And once the players start seeing it and playing with it, it starts sort of picking up steam. And that it became apparent that there's, I mean, not everybody likes all win cards. It's definitely a flavored taste. Um, but, you know, something like Battle of Wits that really took the took the tournaments by storm. And, like, when someone brought a Battle of Wits deck, you would talk about the Battle of Wits deck. It was something that would raise conversation. Um, and so over time, I think what has happened is, um, especially as we embrace the more casual side of things, there's been an explosion of, of alt-win cards. Um, you know, there's a lot more. Like I said, it, it took uh, five years for the first one. Uh, and then, you know, it, it, maybe we'd make one or two more as it went by. And then, essentially, we started making more. Um, we normally don't make more than one in a set, and, and not every set has an alt-win card. Um, but it's definitely something where we've had a lot of fun with it. And um, I think that the biggest thing for us has been to try to figure out where where the challenge is. Because when you're making an alt-win card, you want to make something that players can do, that is possible, but you want to do in such a way that it's something that there's the, there's a real challenge to doing it. Um, and I think we found a lot of sweet spots of fun things to play around with. Uh, it is neat to look at all the different ways there are to win. Um, and so I, I think that's been a lot of fun. Uh, it'll, it is something we will continue to, continue to do. Um, it is definitely something that's become sort of ingrained as part of magic. And um, I... It is funny. Like, one of the things about working on this game for so long is I can think back, like, to the early days when, like, 
Like when I put the alt win cards in Odyssey block, um, it was definitely people talking about it. Like, oh wow, is this something we're going to do? And every set, you know, like three sets in a row. Um, the way it worked is Battle of Wits and Chance Encounter were in Odyssey. Mortal Kombat, which was a, the block set, was in um, Torment because it was a block set. And then Test of Endurance and Epic Struggle, which was the white green set, were in Judgment. Um, and that at the time was a pretty radical idea. The fact that I would do. First of all, more than one old win card and do five of them in a row in a set uh, was pretty crazy. Uh, but now, you know, it's just something that's it's something we see all the time. So um, anyway, that's why I thought it'd be fun to talk about it today. Um, alt win cards have a soft spot in my heart, uh, and it's neat to see all the ways they've they've expanded uh, and, and continue to be made. Um, so, for example, let's see. What is this? Uh, Tales of Middle-Earth. Courageous resolved. So here's the latest of the alt win cards. Instant, up to one target creature you control gains protection from each of your opponents until end of turn, draw a card. Uh, and then Faithful Hour, if you have five or less life, you can't lose this turn. You can't lose the game this turn. Oh, this is not actually an alt win card. It is a can't lose card. So we'll go back to form of the approach of the second sign. So this is Infinity. So I guess the most recent one was actually in Infinity. Uh, four and a white enchantment. With enchantment enters the battlefield, you gain seven life. You become a card until you leave your library or that library is shuffled. Put yourself seventh from the top, balancing the cards on top of your head. When you draw yourself, you win the game. When one or more cards fall off your head, exile them and all cards in your head, then sacrifice the enchantment. Um, this is an uncard, so obviously it's a little on the sillier side. It's definitely an acorn card. Uh, I love the idea of when you draw yourself, you win the game. That's what got me to print this card, by the way. George, a fan, made this card. I read that line, and I was like, okay, we are definitely putting this in a set. Well, and this specific set, because it was an acorn card. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed my jaunt through uh, alt-win conditions. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff here. We will keep making more. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoy them. And they are something that still, to this day, brings a smile to my heart. Anyway, guys, I can see my desk, so we all know what that means. That means instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. So I will see you all next time, and I hope some of you have some fun with some alt-win conditions. Bye-bye.